Today is Monday, February 6, 2023. Biden lets Chinese spy balloon complete mission before shooting it down. Biden says Trump let Chinese spy too. And Trump says that's fake news. Celebrities worship Satan at the Grammys, sponsored by Pfizer. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Welcome, welcome back, folks. We have some major news for you that after being allowed to complete its mission, spying on you, spying on our precious nuclear weapons, spying on all of our military bases, and most likely looking at all of your teenage boys' Minecraft cheat codes, Joe Biden finally shot down the Chinese balloon. Eric Swalwell, hardest hit. He really had a great pickup line for the Chinese spy balloon. He had a bouquet of flowers, some chocolates, just in time for Valentine's Day. Eric Swalwell was going to make a uh, big pass on the balloon, and, you know, who knows? This is just his thing. Don't don't question his life choices. Love is love, right? So Swalwell plus balloon. Nobody knows. It could have happened. It might have been the greatest romance of all time. Well, Joe Biden ended it, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden ended it. Joe Biden shot down that balloon this weekend uh, when it was completed uh, its mission all the way across America, flying over where multi-millions of Americans live uh, and raise their children and go to work every day. Um, and then we were able to uh, shoot it down. Maria Bartiromo uh, acting as aghast as we were uh, that this was Joe Biden's uh, attack on such a major threat to our national sovereignty and security in our sacred airspace. Go. A large white balloon able to fit three massive buses in it entered the United States airspace on January 28th. Detected and tracked by U.S. intelligence officials, it still was able to travel from Alaska to Montana and hover above America's most important military installations all the way to South Carolina until the Pentagon shot it down on Saturday after more than a week traveling throughout the country. Now questions are swirling on the damage already done. What did the balloon capture? Was it sending data back live as it traveled? Back to communist China. Did it drop and disperse surveillance products powered by solar energy to allow unlimited surveillance? And why did it take U.S. officials so long to shoot it down? Was it a test for the CCP to see if it can send something into America's airspace undetected? And how much surveillance is communist China performing on America right now? So we do want to quell a rumor going around online that this balloon was actually Whoopi Goldberg of The View. It was not. Uh, we now have confirmation of that. Joe Biden did shoot this balloon down. Uh, this is what it looked like. Uh, kind of dramatic. Kind of cool. I mean, the red-blooded American in you is like, yeah, hell yeah, use $200 million missile to, sh to pop a balloon. <laughs> Go. Checking Twitter on several different official... Oh. I believe it just happened there. That was it. Live, raw, and unfiltered. It appears that that China spy balloon. Okay, so the balloon goes poof. And it goes into the ocean, right? So the latest news is that the Navy is going out to try and recover 
the pieces of it in the ocean. Now, we spoke with a couple of people with military backgrounds this weekend, a couple buddies of mine. You know, I live in a big military area. I live here right next to MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa. A lot of my friends, neighbors, the people who just hang out on their porches next to me, uh, they're all members of the military. This is where CENTCOM is, for instance, Central Command. Uh, this is most likely where the shootdown took place. And so I was asking everyone that I knew that worked for the military or with the military, uh, you know, what could have happened here? And it was interesting. A lot of people were like, you know, this is the dumbest possible way to do this. There would be very easy ways to send up unmanned uh, aircraft that could have captured the thing and then could have popped it and could have like taken it over and then brought it down in one piece. And then we could have actually really spied on the Chinese and we could have truly utilized this information and this intel uh, and figured out what they were doing with these balloons. Now that we know that there are multiple balloons all over the world, so there's a couple in South America. Uh, there is apparently a brand new spy balloon that's heading to America. There was one that was shot down over Hawaii. The Biden regime didn't tell you that. And the Biden regime didn't want to tell you about this balloon. Joe Biden said he ordered the balloon shot down on a witty babbity beep. I, sh I ordered it to be shot down on a witty babbity boop. Watch. Briefed on the balloon. I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided, without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground, they decided that the best time to do that was if it got over water, outside within our within 12 mile limit. They successfully took it down, and I want to compliment our aviators who did it, and we'll have more to report on this uh, a little later. Thank you. This because it was to say about China. What's your message to China? You were saying the recommendation from your was from your national. I security. told them to shoot it down. On oh, Wednesday. On Wednesday. But the recommendation. They said them. to me, "Let's wait till the safest place to do it." What does this mean for China? Relation to China. All right, short and sweet. And okay, so Joe Biden removing the ball gag from his mouth that has the CCP logo stamped on it for just a few moments. Uh, getting out of his gimp suit with the chain around his neck held by Xi Jinping in order to deliver a statement before walking back and replacing the ball gag. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if the commander in chief, which as I read the Constitution, is the number one guy in the military, the person who commands and chiefs things around, if he is being told by his generals that a spy plane needs to complete its mission, Commander-in-Chief gives the order on Wednesday to shoot this thing down, but like the guys who are literally complicit to China, don't worry, we're going to get to Mark Me Lee in just a second here. We, uh, believe that. But if the Commander-in-Chief says, shoot it down, even if he's Joe Biden and it sounds more like, like it, you, you go shoot it down, right? Like you just go shoot it down. You pop the balloon. And by the way, you can't, you're going to have a hard time explaining to me how it's more sparsely populated in the ocean than it is in one of those giant ranges in Montana, one of the least populated areas in all of the United States. These people are dumb. And, you know, it's funny, the same people that wanted to lock you down in your house during COVID that like is really excited to lock you down and keep you from exiting your own home. Uh, during co criminalized you being outside, like couldn't clear like a, an area for this balloon to fall into. Uh, it really is a, a little bit shocking and strange. And it seems as though our military leaders allowed China to have a giant W here because they allowed the balloon to traverse our entire nation in an absolutely stunning uh, press conference 
on Friday afternoon, the Pentagon officials like, I don't know who the balloon is. You can look up in the sky and see it. We did a whole, we did a whole original video on this. You just look up in the sky and see where the balloon is. Don't the American public have a right to know why this balloon's there and why are you not shooting it down? Oh, uh, we, uh, we, we didn't think it would be that bad. We don't know. We hope everything's fine. Anyway, see ya. It was really peculiar. Uh, what Mike Turner, who sits in the Armed Forces Committee, says is that Joe Biden allowed the spy balloon to complete its mission. I, and you're part of the so-called Gang of Eight. I don't think you guys have gotten a personal briefing, but I know staff has. What more can you tell us about the takedown operation? Yeah, well, you know, clearly the president taking it down over the Atlantic is sort of like the quarterback, sort of like tackling the quarterback after the game is over. Um, the the satellite had completed its mission. This should never have been allowed uh, to enter the United States, and it never should have been allowed to complete its mission. If you ask somebody to draw an X at every place where our sensitive missile defense sites, our nuclear weapons infrastructure, our nuclear weapons sites are, you would put them all along this path. Uh, clearly, this was an attempt by China to gather information to defeat our command and control of our sensitive missile defense and nuclear weapon sites. And that certainly is an urgency that this administration does not recognize. Yeah, I mean, clearly, right? Like, so a couple things here. One, you have never lived in an America, as far as we know, that an enemy of America has been able to unencumbered fly an aircraft, a military aircraft, and stop with this bull that this is some type of private weather balloon from China. China is a fascistic state. China is a neo-Marxist state. There is no such thing as a private entity in China. American companies are starting to figure that out. Nike and iPhone, Apple is starting to figure that out when they uh, are getting little messages inside their shoes and phones like, please save me. I'm a slave trapped in Xinjiang, China. I'm a Uyghur that's being kept here and being enslaved against my will. And Nike and, and, and Apple, of course, throw those messages in the garbage and sell you the blood money iPhone and the blood money sneakers. Doesn't matter to them. LeBron will go out and hawk both of them as long as it means an extra decibel, an, an extra decimal point uh, on his net worth. But to people who actually have souls and to people who actually care, well, we should care that the world's number one nuclear armed fascist state of China is sending warplanes over our nation. Why is it a warplane? Well, because the Chinese state and private entities in China are one. That is the dictionary definition of fascism. That is the definition of a fascistic state, the fusion of the state and private enterprise. And so uh, this balloon even if it was made by a private company, is being operated by the Chinese state and at their sole discretion. You really think a private company would be able to go and to poke America in the eye without China and Xi Jinping and Beijing giving it the go-ahead? Please. Even people who are deeply dense, even the liberals in the audience like completely understand this, along with some of the patriots like Marco Rubio, who's gotten way more based as of late. Marco Rubio, a bit of a wet spot during the Trump administration, but has like suddenly come out swinging. Marco Rubio has been deeply based on a number of issues. We like highlighting them because he happens to represent my home state of Florida right now. And so Marco Rubio saying, yo, uh, China just got a huge W on the scoreboard here because Joe Biden bent over and simped for them. I think what's embedded here is a clear message. It's not a coincidence that this happens 
leading up to the State of the Union address, leading up to Blinken's visit to China. The Chinese knew that this was going to be spotted. They knew that we were going to have to react to it. They flew it over military installations and sensitive sites across, right across the middle. I mean, look at the flight path of this thing. It's a diagonal shot right through the middle of the continental United States. And the message embedded in this to the world is we can fly a balloon over airspace of the United States of America, and they won't be able to do anything about it to stop us. They calculated this carefully with a message embedded in it. And I think that's the part we can't forget here. It's not just the balloon. It's the message they're trying to send the world that Amer we can do whatever we want and America can't stop us. What message exactly are they sending? Well, the message that they're sending is that the guy who is in charge of the Joint Chiefs. Now, Mark Milley is his name. Mark Milley is his name. Mark Miley is his name. This guy who has clearly visited a number of China buffets, uh, this man loves his China buffet, his General So's chicken so much that he wishes he himself were General So because he does everything in his power to placate and to pledge fealty to the Chinese military fascistic regime, to America's number one enemy. We would like to bring up two points of fact on this. One, that it was Mark Milley, according to all of these reports, including CNN, who convinced Joe Biden to not shoot down this balloon when it was hovering over America's most prized military installations. We still have no idea what the hell this balloon was, but according to the Pentagon, this thing was an actual spy balloon. According to their own words, this thing was moving at its own pace. This thing was able to modulate and to direct itself. This was a highly sophisticated weapon of war that we were allowing over our own military installations, neighborhoods, your kid's school, where you go to work. The Pentagon all but admitted this, but then said that if you want it, if you wished as an American, if you wish to know where this thing was, well, you needed to just look up in the sky. I mean, this was rage inducing. It's from Friday, but it's worth showing you. This is the state of the American military, along with, of course, all like along with, of course, flying like BLM flags and pride flags over every military installation and wearing like doggy gimp costumes in uniform. Uh, this is the state of the the absolute state of the American military. Here's a high ranking general uh, uh, in the Air Force uh, on Friday afternoon admitting that they have no idea where the, that, 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 that Americans don't have a right to know where the Chinese warship is hovering over their home. Go. Is the, is the position of the balloon classified? Uh Phil, right now, uh, what we're not going to do is get into a hour-by-hour -hour location of the balloon. Again, we're monitoring it closely. Uh, I, as I mentioned right now, it's over the center of the continental United States. That's about as specific as I'm going to get. But I understand I'm being convenient, but does the public not have a right to know if uh, the balloon the is over The public certainly has the ability to look up in the sky and, and see where the balloon is. Okay, so again, Mark Milley is the person who's setting the tone. He is the person who apologized for walking out with Trump. Remember that? He apologized for walking out with Trump where Trump held up the Bible and said that the White House shouldn't be attacked. Mark Milley went on and gave a groveling apology. Should have been canned that second when he did that. Mark Milley is deep state. Mark Milley is a coward. Mark Milley loves Panda Express so much that he himself went Panda full Panda Express and told the communist Chinese – during January 6th, that he was going to usurp the president of the United States, usurp the chain of command, 
and he himself would adopt the commander in chief chief title. You may uh, have forgotten because time is literally a uh, a flat circle continuum here, and it's hard to actually keep up with the amount of debasement that is happening in your country. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley admitted that he would give his Chinese counterpart a heads up if the U.S. launched a military attack against Beijing during a second day of grilling on Capitol Hill. When two reporters, uh, two report that on his two reported calls to the Chinese general. Correction there. Thank you. I said, hell, I'll call you, but we're not going to attack you, Milley told the House Armed Services Committee about one of his conversations with General Li Zhongshen of the People's Liberation Army. Milley was questioned about the two calls he made in October 2020 before the presidential election and on January 8th, two days after the Capitol riot. He told members of the panel that he reached out to Lee, to Lee, the Chinese general, to assure, assure him that President Donald Trump did not intend to launch a military strike. Huh? That seems to be something that is left up to the president of the United States. Also, you're telling our enemies what our military plans are? Why is this guy not in shackles in Guantanamo Bay? Here's the flashback. Watch. The others, uh, that the Chinese thought wrongly that the United States is going to attack them. I am certain, guaranteed certain, that President Trump had no intent to attack. And it was my task to make sure I communicated that. And the purpose was to de-escalate. You, you shared all that earlier, and, I understand. And as just, part of that... Just say, did you or did you not ask, tell him that if we were going to attack, you would let him know? As part of that conversation, I said, General Lee, there's not going to be a war, there's not going to be attack between great powers. And if there was... The tensions would build up. There'd be calls going back and forth from all kinds of senior officials. I said, hell, General Lee, I'll probably give you a call, but we're not going to attack you. Trust me, we're not going to attack you. These are two great powers, and I am doing my best to transmit the president's intent, yeah. President Trump's intent, to ensure that the American people are protected from an incident that could escalate. I understand your intent, but I think... You articulating that, that you would tell him, you would give him a call, I think is worthy of your resignation. Um, I just think that's against our country, that you would give our number one adversary that information and tell him that. Remember that special moment during D-Day when Ike Eisenhower called Hitler and said, hey, you know, all of our boys, all of our GIs, they're going to be storming this beach at this place, at this time. Do you remember that in Saving Private Ryan? When that happened, there's a special word for American military brass who call our enemies. You can see there Mark uh, Mark Milley showing his bosses around uh, uh, the U.S. Capitol there. Huh. There you go, Mark Milley showing his, um, showing the people who are really in charge around because it apparently wasn't Donald Trump who was commander in chief, even though you elected him and you voted for him and he was the rightful president of the United States and he was the commander and chief who didn't start any wars. No, it was going to be Mark Milley telling the communist Chinese what our military plans were. Again, the fact that this man is not in shackles in Guantanamo Bay serving a life sentence as an American traitor uh, means that we have a lot of work to do, ladies and gentlemen. China threatens repercussions for downed spy balloon, reserves the right to take further actions. <laughs> okay, this is very funny. This is called the Hunter Biden defense, all right? 
Uh, hey, everyone, stop sharing my laptop. Oh, so it's your laptop? It's not my laptop. Leave me alone. <laughs> China said it wasn't their balloon or that it was a private balloon and that this wasn't a piece of state-sponsored military spying equipment. And then as soon as it's shot down, China has a apoplectic seizure. Hmm. The U.S. military shot down the spy balloon off of the United States. President Joe Biden issued the order but wanted the balloon downed even earlier, but he was advised to not do that. China responded that he, it reserves the right to take further actions and criticize the U.S. for an obvious overreaction to a serious violation of international practice. Its statement Sunday, China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs said that China will absolutely uphold the relevant company's legitimate rights and interests at the same time reserving future actions. Oh, okay. Got it. So the Chinese spy balloon... Um, that is definitely not a Chinese spy balloon. China's very upset because we shot down their spy balloon. Got it. Okay, remember, it's not Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, he just doesn't want you to share any of the materials from Hunter Biden's laptop. Colombia says that they have a second Chinese spy balloon that they've found hovering over Latin America. The country says it causes uh, it causes no threat to national security, but it's reviewing ties with Beijing. That sounds like something that Beijing literally wrote. Colombian Air Force released an additional information on the second suspected high-altitude Chinese spy balloon flying over parts of Latin America. So these balloons are just all over the place, right? This is this is like one of those giant balloon releases in New Mexico where the sky is just filled with all these hot air balloons and they're all spying on you. So, ladies and gentlemen, now we get down to the real meat and potatoes of this. Did this same thing happen during the Trump administration? So what always happens and learn this, write it down, write it down on a stone tablet and put it up in the center of your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, the iron law of wokeism inside of the um, reanimated corpse, that is the Democrat Party, reanimated, of course, by neo-Marxists. And the people who wish to control and, whew, man, satanically indoctrinate your children. And we'll get to that in just a moment. The Grammys uh, from last night. Holy smokes. Believe that. We'll get to the Grammys. But ladies and gentlemen, these people who have um, reanimated the corpse of the Democrat Party and are using it for their own uh, malicious and malevolent goals uh, for this nation, something Utterly antithetical, obviously, to uh, a moral uh, way of life and something obviously totally antithetical to our founding. These people have one iron law, one iron rule, and this is it. They will accuse you of that which they are doing. That's their rule. We are going to accuse you of the thing that we are actively doing. So the thing that sucks for – the thing that's, that, that might be used in the press to hurt us or attack us, you're actually the one doing it. It's you the whole time. It was always you, and that's what they did. They pulled one of these stunts this weekend. They said that Donald Trump allowed Chinese spy balloons. They allowed a bunch of Chinese spy balloons. Donald Trump, you know, was actually former President Trump that allowed the Chinese to spy in America. It wasn't just, it wasn't us. We're the ones who stopped it, actually. It was us. Us in general. Me, Lee. Uh, elbows deep in, a, uh, in some General So's chicken orange sauce all over his face. That guy, he's the one who actually finally took a firm stance to China. The guy who tells China our military secrets and our actions. And, de and the president who took multi-millions of dollars from China 
and uh, tried to sell off America's natural resources to China. That guy, they're the ones who are finally tough on China. It was Trump. It was Trump who let the Chinese spy, don't you know? Okay, a couple things here before we get into all of the information, data, and hard denials from the people that would know better inside of the Trump administration. One, you're telling me, let me let's 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 go here, okay? You're telling me that inside of an administration where there were more hoaxes leaked, Trump peeing on rubber mattresses in Moscow on hookers, like there were remember the Huffington Post article? There's video of Trump in an elevator, maybe doing something somewhere, but nobody's sure if it even exists. And like they put Infowars to shame what these people peddled, by the way, from like the Pulitzer Prize winners peddling lies. They won Pulitzer Prizes for their feverish fan fiction about Donald Trump and the Russians. They were handed awards. These people from the New York Times and from CNN, these disgraced hacks. So these people, if given inside of the leakiest administration, by the way, Donald, if Donald Trump, Donald Trump so much as farted inside of the Oval Office, it would be leaked, right? Like to, to 50 different journalists and everyone had to talk about it. It had a front page story. So, okay, go with me here. So the, the, reality. Okay. So they're, they're saying that China spied on America and sent all these balloons all over America. Trump knew nothing about it. And that Trump was totally bamboozled by the Chinese who definitely like invaded our airspace during Trump's tenure. Okay. A couple things here. One, that didn't leak. So they actually had a real scandal on their hands. Trump's a foreign asset that didn't leak. Trump, remember, Trump has a hotel in Beijing or something. Trump has a hotel in China somewhere. And so Trump's a Chinese asset. Trump has Trump wanted to build a hotel in Moscow. That means he's owned by the Russians. You're telling me that that information didn't leak on Donald Trump. Everything else, every lie and every fabrication, every possible fever dream, paranoid sweating in the middle of the night, paranoid lunacy was merchandised on the front page of CNN and the New York Times and the Washington Post. But this hardcore scandal didn't leak. Okay. And then two, you're going to tell me that the Chinese would be reckless enough to do this. They're already getting tariffs shoved directly up their asses by Donald Trump. Donald Trump is breaking their economy in half. And they're going to push this man who hits his Twitter button probably as fast as he would hit the nuclear button. They're going to push this man. And that's not necessarily a knock. It, it, it was Donald, one of Donald Trump's greatest assets was that he like loved the fact that people didn't know what he was going to do. They he loved the fact that these foreign countries like quaked and shivered in his presence. They were legitimately terrified of an American president and they should be. So you're going to tell me that China was going is going to like send over balloon after balloon to spy on America knowing that a man like Donald Trump with his disposition is sitting in the Oval Office. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. I got a bridge in Alaska to sell you. And oh, by the way, like these balloons enter through Alaska. So the Chinese definitely know where all the bridges are. No, 
That's not going to happen. This is, I mean, that's like the equivalent of like a, that's the equivalent of you taking a little stick and walking up to a bear in the woods who's clearly woken up from hibernation. The bear has like in his paw, in one paw, he has a brand new iPhone with a Twitter following of 80 million bear followers. And then on the other hand, he's got freshly sharpened claws and you smart person, take a little stick and walk right up to that bear and keep poking him right in the nose. How do you think that's going to end for you? Even the communist Chinese, who I actually think are kind of like, like kind of smart and they're doing their best to like play this hand they've been dealt. I hate the communist Chinese, but they're like, they're like owning Joe Biden. They're, they're humiliating this current regime uh, that we have here in America. You really think that they're going to go poke Donald Trump by sending all these little spy balloons over? What do you think would happen if Donald Trump found one of those spy balloons? You think it'd be a good day for China? You think good or bad? Uh, I think it's I think it's going to be I think it's going to be bad. A lot of people inside of Donald Trump's uh, administration are refuting this. Donald Trump we will jump right here to Donald Trump on Truth Social, who straight up like says so, says he refused this. The Chinese spy balloon situation is a disgrace, just like the Afghanistan horror show. Everything else surrounding this grossly incompetent bad administration now they're putting out the balloon was put up by China during the Trump administration in order to take the heat off the slow-moving Biden fools. China had too much respect for Trump for this to have happened, and it never did. Fake disinformation. And Donald Trump saying once more, very succinctly here, the Chinese would have never floated a blimp balloon over the United States if I were president. I'm working on my Trump administ- uh, my my Trump impression. He's running for president again, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get better at it. Uh, no, the Chinese didn't do this. Everyone inside of Trump's administration, including but not limited to people that are like, like, like don't like Trump and that turned on Trump later, have admitted this. Ratcliffe, who is the director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, former congressman. He was the director of national intelligence. That means that all intelligence answers to him, FBI, CIA, DOD, all of it flows through the director of national intelligence. John Ratcliffe would have been the probably primary individual who would have gotten this information had the Chinese floated a little balloon over America during the Trump administration had this to say. The Department of Defense is claiming that uh, there were three balloons Chinese spy balloons that entered the United States airspace during the Trump administration and that they were not shot down and they were not disclosed. Can you please tell us the truth and if that's true? Well, it's not true. I can I can refute it. Um, uh, former Secretary of Defense uh, Mark Esper refuted it yesterday. Sec- former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo has refuted it. But, Maria, the American people can refute it for themselves. Um, uh, do you remember during the Trump administration when uh, photographers on the ground and commercial airline pilots were talking about a uh, spy balloon over the United States uh, that people could look up and see even with the, with the naked eye and that a media that hated Donald Trump wasn't reporting? I don't remember that either because it didn't happen. As I said to you earlier, this was unprecedented. We have never had a circumstance where an adversary has had spy craft over our country, our continental United States, posing a threat for the better part of a week straight. And, and that's why I said to you before, the, not only is it unprecedented, but the damage from this is incalculable.
So that man is a Trump acolyte. He served President Trump honorably, and he didn't disgrace himself by turning on uh, President Trump after given high position and command. Uh, somebody who did is Mark Esper, but even Mark Esper and John Bolton and the Department of Defense deny this wild allegation. And what it is, of course, is it's just the Biden administration projecting on Trump all of their sins. And really, they are casting all of their sins upon Donald Trump. If it happened to, I mean, again, this is why they probably had to raid Donald Trump because they knew that Joe Biden was flush with all of these classified documents. They had to raid Donald Trump first in order to dampen the blow. I think they knew this was all going to happen. They're like aware of it. They're just using Donald Trump as the pinata, the pin cushion, the kicking, the, the kickboxing bag uh, to kick and punch into oblivion to try and take the blows from all of their sins. Watch uh, this roundup of every person who is in the know imaginable saying, including Donald Trump himself, that uh, this is all fake news. You know, it came over the continental U.S., and that's when they decided maybe to wait until the next time that they could have a chance over water, which was yesterday over South Carolina. Do we know of any of these types of balloons going over American airspace before? Uh, not that we know of. I mean, Trump administration officials, at least civilian leadership, have said, and I've spoken to a number of former national security officials, they tell me they never were briefed on something like this. So if it happened, maybe the military knew about it but didn't brief the White House or any of these top officials, which... Because be there are stunning. accusations this morning. Thank you for that question, Rachel. Mm. There are media reports floating out there that this happened under the Trump administration. But when you talk to Trump or high-level officials, Mark Esper, others, they say, we never heard of a balloon during our administration. And if it did happen, we weren't told. Absolutely. I mean, I spoke with Ambassador John Bolton yesterday, who was a national security advisor at the White House. I spoke with uh, Ambassador Robert O'Brien, who also said he was never briefed, as well as Rick Grinnell, who served as acting mm -hmm. director of national intelligence. And they said, you know, we were never briefed on something like this. So if it happened, no one told them. That's another story. That's a problem. Happen. We're mm -hmm. looking for answers on that. For and sure. someone's leaking the fact that they're accusing that it happened under Trump to make it look like this is no big deal. Definitely. I mean, we, we don't know. Biden administration officials did say that this happened in the last administration. And, you know, the people I've spoken to who I think would have been in a position to know have said we didn't hear anything like that. Look, I know you're working on a story on that. We'll look forward to it. Thank you. Bro. Great reporting. Right. So I'm looking right now at a piece of breaking news from Representative Waltz. Just sent it to the team. They'll get it up momentarily saying that the DOD told him that China spy balloons did cross the U.S. during the Trump years, but General Mattis did not tell Donald Trump, did not tell Trump, thought he was too aggressive. So we'll see how this develops, ladies and gentlemen. But this is pretty fascinating uh, from this morning on Fox Business Network. Mike, w Mike Waltz, Republican from Florida, uh, is saying that the... Pentagon hid this information from Donald Trump whilst he was president, whilst he was commander in chief. Donald Trump was not able to was not able to get the full details from his own military. In case you're wondering how deep the deep state goes. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the the idea that Donald Trump would be mocked 
uh, or would be spied on by the Chinese and would this would be allowed to happen is so laughable that Don Jr. is actually poking fun at his father. Uh, Don Jr. mocks his dad for retweeting a picture of notorious Trump baby blimp, joking that it should be sent to Beijing immediately for retaliation of the Chinese spy balloon. I agree. You remember the uh, the Trump blimp that uh, hung out over, I think it was like London. I think like they brought this like Trump blimp. They thought this was the greatest own ever. They had a, a Donald, an angry looking Donald Trump in a diaper and they flew it over places where like Donald Trump was going to be uh, totally in favor of flying that one to Beijing, along with maybe a Winnie, a giant Winnie the Pooh, like hot air balloon, big Winnie the Pooh. We could get it. We could get it, ladies and gentlemen. Biden administration scrambles to likely rewrite China portion of the State of the Union after balloon fiasco. <laughs> so tomorrow night, special announcement. We are doing a State of the Union watch live. So we will be live with the State of the Union. We'll be watching it with you. We'll be responding during the State of the Union. It'll be very fun. Please join us. Pop the popcorn. Uh, go ahead and get your shot glasses out, right? We'll take a drink every time uh, that you miss Donald Trump saying the word China. I miss the way he says China the very most, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden is having to rewrite his China balloon policy uh, the day before his State of the Union. Now, this is going to be a very brutal State of the Union, ladies and gentlemen. Biden's speechwriters are trying to help the president emphasize a series of accomplishments during his State of the Union speech. Axios noted that the president will likely be nimble and would have to rewrite his portion on China while the administration having to navigate Beijing's real threat of repercussions with the spy balloon. So this is, I mean, if you were strong on this, you wouldn't have to rewrite anything. Trump wouldn't have to rewrite anything. Trump would be like, the balloon was there, now it's gone. And I've sent another balloon. I've, I've charged China for the price of the missile to shoot down the balloon, uh, $200 million. And also I've sent our own balloons, much bigger, much better, over Beijing. They're shaped like Winnie the Pooh. Uh, the Chinese spy balloon and the State of the Union speech come at a unique time in the Biden administration. The Chinese spy balloon, which received a bipartisan coverage, will ultimately be added to a list of investigations in the new Republican-controlled House. The Republican-controlled House expect uh, some fireworks, ladies and gentlemen, uh, during the State of the Union. Please tune in to watch with us tomorrow night. We will have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, a lot of cries, and we'll be ready to roast. Trump takes lead over Biden on eve of State of the Union address. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Turns out that sacrificing American sovereignty to China isn't very popular. Two thirds of the country do not want Joe Biden to run for a second term. And a lot of people think the country is worse off. Former President Donald Trump, a Republican, has taken the lead over current President Joe Biden, a Democrat. On the eve of the latter's planned State of the Union address, Trump at 48 percent leads Biden at 45 percent by 3 percent. One percent said that they would vote for someone else. And a lot of people said they'd have no opinion. This is a survey from the Washington Post ABC News. Yo, this shows a Five-point swing, Trump's way. There are pollsters that like poll Republicans a little better, poll Republicans a little worse. This is a corporate media poll, so they poll Republicans horribly. Like, what would you do if the, you picked up the phone and it was like, hi, I'm from the Washington Post and ABC News. Would you give them a, a straight answer or would you hang up immediately? You should probably hang up immediately. Remember, ABC News is the same place that sent a producer in order to produce the January 6th committee hearings. ABC News is the same company that covered up 
for greatest predator in our lifetime, Jeffrey Epstein. Remember that clip where the reporter, her name's Robin something. She couldn't, she couldn't report, Project Veritas released it. She couldn't report on Jeffrey Epstein. She had the Clintons. She had everyone. And ABC News killed the story. Hmm. Probably because it implicated a vast majority of people who work for ABC News. Ladies and gentlemen, there is also a predator in the White House and nobody likes him. Two thirds of Americans don't believe that Joe Biden deserves a second term. Yikes. Watch. When President Biden addresses the nation on Tuesday night, he will be speaking to a skeptical public. Despite the low unemployment rate, a stronger than expected midterm performance for his political party and a string of legislative accomplishments, the president's job rating sits at just 45 percent. His poll numbers are even lower on his handling of the economy, foreign policy and specifically the war in Ukraine. Two thirds of voters have reservations or are very uncomfortable with the idea of Biden running for a second term. Holy brutality, Batman. I mean, that's. MSNBC reporting that it's like you got to like give the guy uh, a couple of Xanax, Chuck Todd, like downing Xanax, like Tic Tacs uh, before having to report that 40 percent of the country believe that we are worse off. And I'm sure I'm sure you're part of that. Watch. And our new poll this morning with the Washington Post shows significant warning signs for Democrats. More than half of the country disapproves of Biden's job performance, weighed down by significant discontent over the economy. Forty percent say they are worse off financially than they were two years ago. The most negative response to that question in nearly 40 years of our polling. And as Biden prepares for a likely 2024 re-election campaign, less than a third of Democratic voters want to see him renominated. Ooh, and even less want to see Kamala Harris. Only 39% want Kamala Harris to be Joe Biden's running mate in 2024. 39%? According to Rasmussen, who accurately polls Republicans, by the way. The poll released Friday found that only 39% want to see Harris run as Biden's running mate if he runs in 2024. In comparison, 48% of the respondents said they do not want Harris as the running mate. Oh my, oh my. The cackle, you can hear the cackle. Cackle plus cry is like a hybrid, right? You can hear the weak plus the cackling. Very, very scary. It's echoing through the halls of the Naval Observatory. Coke Network is turning on Joe Biden. Here's some uh, fast, fast at you 2024 news. This is the place to tune in to 2024, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure that you are subscribed, by the way, to our podcast. Do us a huge favor and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, make sure that you ring the bell. Make sure that you're subscribing. If you like this show, if you support us, we aren't asking for money and, and we never will. What we what we do want to do is say that you can support us directly by simply subscribing and watching every single day. It is a huge, huge benefit to us. We thank you. We have seen record viewership over the last couple of weeks. We've started off 2023 and we're going to grow, baby. The Koch Network to support DeSantis, top Republican donors, release plan to defeat Trump. For GOP nomination nomination in 24, choose a candidate who represents a new chapter. Deep-pocketed donor network associated with billionaire Charles Koch and his late brother David said that it will not be backing Trump. They did back Trump very quietly, I think, in 2016 and 2020. The declaration made by the brass at Americans for Prosperity and a memo to staffer said Sunday they did not specifically say which candidate they would be funding. While not mentioning Trump by name, CEO of the Koch brothers' main political arm offered a not-so-subtle jab at the former president who, during his tenure, offered 
often sparred with Koch officials over the administration's trade and immigration policies, the move first reported by the Washington Post. So uh, you're going to see a lot of people taking a lot of different sides. The reality is that guy, and I'm looking at David Koch here, not Donald Trump, that guy doesn't get to choose who the Republican nominee is. You do. That's why we on this show support you. I am was raised in Iowa. I went to school at the University of Iowa. I was the chair of the college Republicans. I have cut my teeth in the first state in the nation caucuses. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the voters who actually decide. It is not billionaires. It's not globalist creeps. It's voters. So it really doesn't matter who funds what or who funds who. What matters is what the American people think and how they vote. In New Hampshire and in South Carolina and in Georgia and in Florida and all the other states, you'll have a chance to go to the polls and we'll see. We'll see. Donald Trump was winning walking away in 2016 after the primary process, and there was no primary process in 2020. The primary process on the Democrat side, on the other hand, Joe Biden was losing. Joe Biden was a laughing stock until these people decided to coalesce and to be the fantastical neo-Marxists that they are and centrally organized from the top down the person that they were going to run. How does that make you feel, Bernie bros? How does that make you feel? And another thing, if they hadn't have done this, you know, Bernie was going to beat Hillary in 2016 and Bernie was going to beat Joe Biden like a drum. He was already beating Joe Biden like a drum. Joe Biden came in fifth in Iowa. Joe Biden came in eighth in New Hampshire. Yet somehow he be he becomes the nominee and Hillary becomes the nominee. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason you got Trump is because they were able to steal this thing from Bernie, therefore pissing off the working class Bernie bro vote. And those people went over to Trump. See ya. Yo, evil has consequences, okay? So it's going to be very interesting to see how all the chessboard, where the, where the chess pieces move, who consolidates where. We are very, very uh, specific here as to what we're going to do. We're not going to endorse. I mean, barring something huge, we're not going to endorse. You know I'm a massive fan of Trump, and you know I'm a massive fan of DeSantis. And I think that there's some good things to a lot of different people that may want to run for president. I can see good things in a lot of people. What I'm going to do is I'm going to demand the fight. I'm going to demand brutality and blood sport. It's rules of the jungle, baby. Let's see who stands up to the actual brutality of a lion fight, right? There's always a lion who's in charge. That lion right now is Trump. Trump's going to have other younger lions nipping at his heels, and he's going to have to fight them and battle, and then someone will be victorious after that brutal battle, bloody uh, and bruising, and that's going to make a great leader for us. So that's going to be my stance, and I don't think I'm going to I don't think I'm going to change it. I'm going to follow with you the TikTok of that fight because I am in favor of that fight. I want that fight. Mommy and daddy are fighting. That's the way politics is pain. Laws of the jungle, the rules of nature is how God designed it. And so you should embrace it. Trump and Christie, Trump and Chris Christie trade blows over 2024. Ex-president attacks New Jersey governor as sloppy after he predicted Donald Trump won't beat Biden in a re-election. Donald Trump appears to be keeping a close eye on the Sunday news show as evidenced by his swift attack on New Jersey governor Chris Christie, ex-New Jersey governor, for casting doubt on his former 2024 prospects. House Republican Governor 2016 White House candidate told ABC News this week that when asked if Trump could beat Joe Biden in the next race, he said, nah, here's Chris Christie. First in primary season, Jonathan. Let me ask you a question. Can can Trump beat Biden? I don't think so. And and would you make a Sununu? 
Well, listen, I know Chris really well. I mean, yeah. I've known him for 15 years. I mean, listen, everybody is playing around with the idea of will I run or won't I run. And, and I think the reason it's developing slowly, John, is because nobody sees any imperative to do it. Like, first of all, who wants to be the first in the pool with Donald Trump? <laughs> right when he has no one else to shoot at and his whole life is about shooting at people you know why do you want to necessarily be the first in the pool to do that and secondly um there's no push right now from any other outside forces to say you must make a decision tomorrow right. and so when there isn't there's no reason to begin uh, listen i've been through this it is a long difficult process to the extent you can make it shorter that's good hmm okay well i is it? See, that that alone, that's the war, that's the red flag, baby. That's red flag. The more Republicans who get out, the more activated the grassroots is, the more there is a fight and a battle, the better. It's going to be good for our side. It's going to be good for our party. So that's, again, a red flag. Oh, you want to make it shorter. You know who made it shorter for Donald Trump? Chris Christie. When he went in, it was Donald Trump versus Marco Rubio. I remember this uh, crystal clear because I was there. In New Hampshire, Marco Rubio was gaining steam, right? Marco Rubio was gaining, you know, in prominence. He was going to be the guy that now battles Trump. There was always some guy like taking the, you know, it was Jeb and then there was John Kasich or wow, whatever, right? The next guy to battle Trump, you know, for the top spot. And it was Marco Rubio and it was Chris Christie ripped the bark off Marco Rubio in the debate stage in New Hampshire, and Marco never recovered from that. Remember, Marco Rubio repeated the same line like many times over, and then Marco Rubio was, you know, sort of made a laughing stock. And, I mean, that's not a knock on Marco. It is what it is, man. This is, this is just the people's history of how this thing goes. Uh, one bad debate can, like, change the entire trajectory. Again, it's a war zone. And so it was Chris Christie who then destroys Marco Rubio and then endorses Donald Trump the next day. Donald Trump on Truth Social saying exactly this. He says, much like his term in office, he left with an approval rating of 9%. His presidential campaign was a disaster, talking about Christie. He also says, Christie endorsed me the following day and later recommended Chris Ray for the FBI. How did that work out? Yikes. Went down in flames, and then he was salvaged by ABC Fake News. I never wanted him, says Donald Trump. Chris Christie uh, is part of the, this group of like um, like the, the most despicable group, I think, in Washington are the people who are butthurt because they didn't get a goodie from Trump. Adam Kinzinger is one of those guys. Adam Kinzinger wanted to get his family members to work for the administration. He was angling to get these like plum positions for the members for members of his family, because then you can go on. If you serve as the agency director of this or that, you can then go parlay that into some real dough, right? You can make some real money off of that. So Adam Kinzinger, Donald Trump like stopped Adam Kinzinger's family members from working in the administration. Chris Christie was trying to get, I think, like chief of staff of the White House. And he was stopped probably because he put Jared Kushner's dad in jail. Just a little bit of history there. <laughs> True, all of it. Uh, and so that's where the angst comes from. The worst is like the butthurt people that just didn't get everything they wanted from Donald Trump. And so now they're going to be vengeful against Donald Trump. And again, being a vengeful against Trump, Joe Biden blaming Donald Trump for everything that he did wrong. Expect a lot of this in the State of the Union. Here is the uh, verification of the news that I read you breaking on air that apparently Chinese spy balloons did enter U.S. airspace and the Department of Defense staged, staged a coup d'etat against their own president uh, by not telling him. Watch. 
were balloons floating around under Trump. Yeah, I do think this is spin on the Biden White House's uh, part to say, well, it happened back then. They didn't shoot it down and, and therefore to justify their dithering and inaction here. My office has been briefed by the Office of Secretary of Defense and the current Pentagon that it happened over Florida, it happened over Texas, uh, and that it's happened before. We have more detailed questions, but what's unclear, Stu, and this is the key point, is did the Pentagon under the Trump administration brief the Trump White House and give them the option to take action, or did they decide not to brief them for whatever reason? And there's some speculation. I've talked to Trump White House officials over the weekend that the Pentagon deliberately didn't because they thought Trump would be too provocative and too aggressive. Uh, so that's what we need to get to the bottom of. And one person I'm waiting to hear from that we haven't heard from in that whole list is former Secretary of Defense uh, and General Mattis, uh, who was the secretary during this time period. What did he know and what did he decide to pass on and brief to the president? Deeply, deeply sad stuff there. How deep does the deep state go? That that deep. That deep. An enemy aircraft incurs on American airspace, and the president isn't even notified about it. A reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that we were right. We'll always tell you. We'll tell you when we're wrong, but we definitely do a victory dance when we're right. And we've been going on and on about the permanent state in Washington and how we elect Muppets. And how when that permanent state finds somebody to be uh, uh, like uh, inconvenient for them, like Joe Biden, they'll just push him out. How does that make you feel if you are an actual Biden voter? Are you like the one are you are you like a, are you did you literally cast a ballot for Joe Biden? I mean, one, uh, you need to go see a priest. But then two, like, you know, how does that make you feel that they've just decided to, to now turn on Joe Biden? This is exactly how we feel as a conservative movement about what they did to Donald Trump. And this is further evidence of that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the only reason uh, that you got a Joe Biden was AstroTurf. And what I mean by that is uh, this these massive, uh, often foreign billionaires who go in with dark money and support uh, these ra- these races and artificially boost uh, the Democrat Party. And now sometimes when they've committed uh, the largest frauds in history, those same evil forces come back groveling, begging for their money back. <laughs> That's the greatest story ever. FTX is asking politicians who received Sam Bankman-free donations to return the money. (laughs) That's so good. Bankruptcy crypto exchange FTX is sending notices to former donor recipients asking the donated funds to be returned. Oh, my. Why it matters. Uh, Former FTX CEO Sam uh, Bankman-free, his is now going to be facing massive charges, obviously, of defrauding. Uh, his debtors, uh, Bankman Freed's primarily backed Democrats and was the party's second largest donor, 37 million in contributions. Yo. So uh, that's not good. So now he's asking for those contributions to be returned by February 28th. Not Sam Bankman Freed, FTX, because FTX is still like hobbling, like black smoke billowing from it, like still like hobbling along. I think it's, I think FTX's assets are now owned by the Bahamas. Anyway, we'll have to do a fact check on that. The move comes after FTX issued a request in December to fund, uh, to fund rece- receipts, uh, to voluntarily return the payments. 
Uh, with regard to payments that are not returned voluntarily, FTX said its debtors reserve the right to comments actions before the bankruptcy court to require the return of the cash. This is going to bankrupt the Democrat Party. <laughs> oh, man. And if you're talking about if you're talking about a party that is deeply, deeply bankrupt, ladies and gentlemen, and it has absolutely no morality left, well, then look no further than the uh, despicable. A display that was presented on your screens and was presumably watched by children across America, the Grammys last night, where there was a literal tribute to Satan on screen as a performer named Sam Smith uh, did some type of demonic uh, performance in devil headgear while like demons worshipped him. Uh, also, of course, uh, brought to you, uh, brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> oh man, it's too good. Sometimes it's just too perfect. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the demons just behave the way that they did in the Bible, right? Where they're just living up in the caves, like screaming and yelling, and they're just crazy. And everyone's like, "Oh yeah, it's like a demon." Uh, my wife and I are reading through the Gospels right now, uh, 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 and we're we're going like chapter and verse. And I really encourage you to do this. Like, take a moment and just really like read your Bible, just just once a week. Take take an hour and just just read like a chapter. Right? It doesn't take you that long, but just read the core Gospels. And what is shocking to me is how much uh, demonic activity was just a part of everyday life. This was just a thing that people accepted. They, they didn't come up with some type of psychological reason for the person to be acting like this, for the person to be a lunatic or to be claiming multiple personalities and all these things, like to be, you know, like demanding you call them they, them. Like they didn't come up with a reason for that. They didn't have to like dig through some type of DSM-5 to do that. They just called them demonic. Hey, the guy up in the hills who ain't at, who's like cutting himself. And who attacks everyone who's near him and is like clearly deeply toxic and isn't the same person that we used to know. They're just demon possessed. That was just a normal. That was just like that's just how people acted. And we don't talk about that enough. And so when you see performances like this here, here's the image of the performance. When you look at Satan, literal Satan worshiping that is happening in real time and you look at the sunken cretinous unblinking red eyeballs of these people the eyes of the window to the soul. Remember that I believe that's I'm paraphrasing Shakespeare there. When you look deeply into these, into these eyes and you, you see images like this, right? Remember, uh, if you don't like this image, then you're a right wing extremist, right? You're a Christian nationalist. Well, okay. I am then. Cause this is, it's, it's Satan worship. The guy dresses as Satan and then has all of his demons spawn around him, gyrating and dancing sexually, and he's singing. I mean, look at these images. If I were to tell you that this was something that leaked from an Illuminati Templar worship and a cult worship underneath some, you know, Nazi castle somewhere in Europe, you'd be like, oh, yeah, OK, it looks like uh, an occult worship session. And this is what's being broadcast and being mainlined uh, onto your television. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, they know you'll be disgusted by it. They're after your children. So, so ban the real Chinese spy balloon that exists on all of our phones, TikTok. Remember, ban that app. Maybe don't let your kids have smartphones until they're 18. 
Don't let this be mainlined into your children. And <laughs> speaking of being mainlined into your children, all of that was uh, sponsored by Pfizer. Go. <laughs> and they even have like the hellfire behind the Pfizer logo. It's so perfect. And you laugh or you cry. You know, you get a, you get an, uh, you get the the choice. You're gonna laugh or you're gonna cry. And we choose to laugh on this show because actually we have conquered evil. We have power over evil. We don't need to be scared of these people. We should laugh at them. Because that portly gentleman who's sitting there worshiping Satan, man, he'll he'll have his day. And that ain't really up to us. It's up to us to know what real truth is and to know what real strength is and to have the confidence, the confidence in our Lord. You know, we we read um, the 11th chapter of John this weekend, my wife and I, uh, Sunday morning. And and it's like the story of Lazarus. And it's simply a story of belief in God. And Jesus goes like one by one to Lazarus's relatives, like, you believe in me? You believe in God? You believe in me? You believe in God? And they all said, yeah. And so Jesus is like, okay, power of God, get up from the dead. And death is, of course, the, the, you know, the final stroke of evil, right? So you live in a mortal body, in a mortal sunken world. And so death is like the final punishment. You know, Adam and Eve, they sinned, therefore death. And so you get death. So that's just like, like that's Jesus saying that your belief, your belief can actually conquer death. And that's really special. That's why we end our uh, show every single week with with a with a Bible verse. And I, we think it's more important than ever because evil is uh, e evil is hubris. Pride cometh before destruction. Evil believes that it's winning right now. That's why you see performances like that. You would never you wouldn't see performances like that in like the. 60s or the 70s or the like you wouldn't see that kind of stuff because the backlash would be so so strong um but now you see it and now you see them replacing statues in new york uh also with demonic presence they're they're getting more and more hubris they're getting more and more bold and so we need to be bold in return and we actually have the victory and so ladies and gentlemen let us be victorious our verse of the day is actually from john wonderful Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give you to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Let not your hearts be troubled, ladies and gentlemen, from John 14, verse 27. Christ says he is the prince of peace, so do not be anxious for anything. Do not let anxiety overwhelm you. Join us every show, in fact, like and laugh a little bit at these people. Laughter is healing. Laughter is important. And these people are they're so self-serious. Um, it's fun to laugh at them because that's the thing they hate the very, very most. Don't let don't make fun of me. <laughs> I like a I'm like a, a portly, I like a portly Satan, like gyrating around in plastic leather, like tight leather. Ugh. Oh, it's so it's so cringe. And then Madonna, she's more she's more machine than man now. She has so much plastic shoved into her face. Ugh. Oh, they're repulsive. These people, such reptiles. Don't let them win, ladies and gentlemen. Let 
not your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's what we take to heart every single day. In fact, there is a uh, do not be afraid uh, 365 times in the Bible. It is said, do not be afraid. And so we say that every single day. I say it in the mirror every single morning. I look myself in the mirror. Do not be afraid. You should too. It's a, uh, a do not be afraid for every single day of the year from uh, your Lord and Savior. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our uh, priorities correct. We're not afraid. God, family, country. We know what we stand for on this show. We are confident in it, and we bring that confidence every single morning. We thank you for joining us. We fight right alongside with you on this show. We have a lot to fight for, and we're going to be happy warriors while we do it. God bless you. Have a wonderful Monday. My name is Benny Johnson. See ya.